Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirabbil alamin wassalatu wassalamu ala asyrafil anbiya'i wal mursalin sayyidina wa habibina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh uh, and welcome to tonight's podcast. Um, the obligation that we're going to talk about in tonight tonight's session is something that by far and large the ummah has taken for granted for the past 1400 years. And historically it's an obligation that wasn't really up for debate or discussion uh, since the beginning of Islam. Like the like the Hajj, like the Saum, like fasting, the month of Ramadan, like the Salah, like all of these other obligations, um the obligation of establishing Islam in its in its in the practical sense as a government in the form of the Khilafah uh, was never debated amongst the scholars and it was always agreed upon. However, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has taught us that there would come a time where the lines would be blurred, where things would begin to become strange. And the, this is where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says, "Bada al-Islamu ghariba wa sayyudu ghariba." That Islam began as strange and would return again as something strange. And so, in today's context, in the 21st century. um ideas such as governance in Islam ruling by what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed jihad or defending the muslim lands these sorts of concepts have now uh, become questions or concepts that are debated um that are discussed as if as if it were up for uh, differences of opinion now this is a result of um what the colonial west has has done in terms of trying to change the concepts of Islam trying to influence and change what Islam is so for example with the idea of us being one ummah that we are kal jasadil wahid that we are one ummah they have inserted within the ummah this idea of nationalism where um they divided the muslim lands into different nation states where you have um you know bilad al-sham divided into jordan syria lebanon palestine and so on and so forth dividing us on these nationalistic lines taking away this sense that we are one ummah one unity one body um and likewise the idea of governance the idea that islam has has to play and must play a role in governance um has also been brought un- under question with that intellectual attack But as I said before in the past this was not up for negotiation this was not up for debate in fact we have uh, prominent um you know scholars who are in agreement that the appointment of a khalifa is a fard is a wajib is something that you cannot uh, that we cannot neglect uh, one such uh, scholar was Imam An-Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi who said wa ajma'u al ala anna yajibu ala al-muslimin نصب امام ووجوبه بالشرع لا بالعقل امام نووي رحمه الله he states that and the scholars are in agreement that the appointment of a khalifa is a wajib right is something that is a must on the muslims and its um obligation is by the shar' and not by the mind it is by the sharia of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not by the mind Likewise as well Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah he states yajibu ay ya'rif 
anna wilayata amrin nas min a'zami wajibatid din right ibn taymiyyah he says it is a must for uh, for us to recognize that governing or taking um, charge of the people is one of the greatest of obligations min a'zami wajibat bal la qiyama lid-dini wala lid-dunya illa biha the deen nor in, uh, matters of the dunya cannot be established except by it uh, ibn hajar al-haytami he also states i'lam aydan anna sahabata ridwan allah alayhim ajma'u ala anna nasb al-iman ba'da inqirad zaman an-nubuwwah wajib right he says that know that the companions may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them had agreed that the appointment of a khalifa of an imam after the the era of the prophethood is a wajib is a must bala ja'alu aham al wajibat nay they made it amongst the most important right aham al wajibat haythu ishtaghalu bihi an dafni rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam um and this is by the fact that the sahaba were busy by it um which meant that they had delayed the burial of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and there are many more quotes uh, with regards to this and the reason why the these scholars are in agreement that they had a consensus that the appointment of a khalifa was wajib was because of the overwhelming evidence from the quran was from the overwhelming evidence from the sunnah the many ayat the many ahadith where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands the believers to rule by that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. For example, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has says in the, says in the Quran, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ بِالْحَقِّ لِتَحْكُمَ بَيْنَ النَّاسِ بِمَا أَرَاكَ اللَّهِ Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and we have sent down to you the scripture, the book, with truth, so that may, you may judge between them. Bima Arakallah in accordance with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has shown you. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wa anihkum bainahum bima anzalallah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, and rule between them by that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. And there are also many, many other verses as well pertaining to ruling by that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. And so from these ayat, it is clear that it is a must for us to rule by Islam. It is a must for us to rule by that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. Now these general ayat from the Quran concerning ruling by that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, has revealed is also supported by many ahadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we'll just select uh, a few for the purposes um, of today's short uh, talk. Um, in a hadith which is narrated in Sahih Muslim uh, on the authority of Nafi' that um, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Man khala'a yadan min ta'atin laqiya Allahu yawm al-qiyamati la hujjata lah right? Where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that whoever removes his hand from the from obedience he will he will meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala la hujjata lah with no proof for him and then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, وَمَنْ مَاتَ وَلَيْسَ فِي عُنُقِهِ بَيْعَةٌ مَاتَ مِتَةً جَاهِلِيَّةٌ Where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, 
and whoever dies وَمَنْ مَاتَ وَلَيْسَ فِي عُنُقِهِ بَيْعَةٌ Without having the bay'ah upon his neck مَاتَ مِيتَةً جَاهِلِيَةً He dies the death of jahiliyyah. Now this hadith is very clear and very explicit with regards to the obligation of having a bay'ah to the khalifa, having uh, the pledge of allegiance uh, to the khalifa. And obviously in the wujub or in the obligation of giving the bay'ah, giving the pledge of allegiance to the khalifa, there must be a khilafa in existence, right? Without the khilafa in place, without the office in place that will seat the khalifa, that will allow him to execute the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there will be no khalifa, right? And we use the principle uh, in Islam where or this qaida fiqhiyah this uh, principle in fiqh where it is said ma la wajibu illa bihi wajib that whatever is required in order to accomplish a fard action a wajib action is in and of itself a fard or a wajib so giving the 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 uh, bay'ah to the khalifa is a wajib now having the khilafah itself therefore becomes a wajib. And so by this we understand, and this is how the scholars understood it, that they understood that the khilafah or the existence of the khilafah is something which is a must and something which is a wajib. Now the work to re-establish the khilafah, we also understand that to be a wajib. Now wajib can be of two types broadly speaking right you have the wajib al-aini or the fard ain which is the individual obligations such as the salah the fasting the, uh, the hajj zakat so on and so forth these are what we call the individual obligations and then we have what is called the fard kifaya or a fard of sufficiency and the, the scholars they define it as idha yaqumu bihi al-ba'd saqata 'ala al-jami' if some people are able to accomplish this fard, then the sin falls, uh, falls off the shoulders of the rest of the people. However, until that obligation is fulfilled, then the people will have a sin on their heads. Right? For example, the burial of a, a person who has passed away. Right? So let's say, for example, someone in our community has passed away. It is the obligation on the on the Muslims to ensure that his uh, body is washed, is shrouded, is uh, prayed upon, and is buried. This is an obligation on the Muslims. Now, until this is complete, the Muslims would be obliged to fulfill this to fulfill this fard. Right? So let's say, for example, uh, me and this brother that are in this room, we are going to, uh, we, we, we find out that someone else just outside has passed away. Right? And me and him, we go out there and we're not enough. Right? So it's not enough just two people to get this body, um, you know, to the, to the wash house, to wash him, to then shroud him and pray upon him. So we would need more people and more people and more people until this fad was uh, accomplished, right? And likewise as well, 
the fard or the obligation um, of the khilafah is of this nature whereby unless the um, uh, the obligation is fulfilled then all of the rest of us are sinning unless we are engaged in that um, in accomplishing that fard another important thing to note about the fard of establishing the khilafah is that it is a fard which is muakkat right so um, in with the fara'id you have a wajib or a fard which is what we call muassa which means that it can be accomplished uh, you know uh, in a um, in an extended time period for example the hajj right once someone um, has the capacity and ability to perform the hajj then he can perform the hajj uh, within his lifetime and so long as he performs the hajj within his li lifetime he is not sinning right and so this is what we call a wajib which is muassa he's been given time right so let's say for example he has a, a capability but uh, for some reason he is unable to perform the hajj this year right let's say for example because of the uh, you know the, the you know um, because he has responsibilities or because um, you know, he has a family to take care of. He's unable to perform, uh, perform the Hajj. This is what we call a wajib uh, muassa. So he's able to do it the next year or the following year, right? Um, depending on his situation. And then we have what is called a a wajib muakkat or mudayyak, right? Which is a wajib which is restricted. It has to be done within a certain time period. For example, fasting during the month of Ramadan. Fasting during the month of Ramadan, number one, obviously must be done within the month of Ramadan and is accomplished within the daytime of Ramadan. Right. So this is uh, a wajib which is muakkat. And likewise as well, the fard of the re-establishment of the khilafah is a fard which is muakkat, right? which is time restricted. And how do we get this? Um, we get this from the ijma' of the companions, radiallahu anhum, uh, where they had um, delayed the burial of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam for um, two nights and three days. Right, so they were deliberating over the issue of bay'ah, right? Over the issue of the Pledge of Allegiance. You had a group of the Muhajireen and you had the group of the Ansar and they were um, discussing who from amongst them would assume the leadership after the death of the Prophet And so the time that it took for them to, to accomplish this task was three days and two nights. And this is also recorded in uh, by Imam Nawawi, where he states um, in uh, his Sharh of Sahih Muslim, um, he said, وَإِنَّمَا أَخَّرُوا دَفْنَهُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مِنْ يَوْمِ الْإِثْنَيْنِ إِلَى لَيْلَةِ الْأَرْبِعَاءِ أَوَاخِرِ النَّهَارِ الثُلَثَاءِ لِلْإِشْتِغَالِ بِأَمْرِ الْبَيْعَةِ لِيَكُونَ لَهُمْ إِمَامٌ Right, so he says that the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, 
only delayed his sallallahu alayhi wasallam's burial from the day of Monday till the night of Wednesday, the end of the day of Tuesday, because of being occupied with the matter of bay'ah, so that one of them would be an imam. يَرْجِعُونَ إِلَىٰ قَوْلِهِ إِنْ اِخْتَلَفُوا فِي شَيْءٍ مِنْ أُمُورِ تَجْهِيزِهِ وَدَفْنِهِ So that they, to return to his decision if they differed in any matter with regards to the funeral or burial. And he says, وَيَنْقَادُونَ لِأَمْرِهِ right? And so that they would obey his commands, the Amir's commands. لِأَلَّا يُؤَدِّ إِلَى النِّزَاعِ وَاخْتِلَافِ الْكَلِمَةِ وَكَانَ هَذَا Right, and he said, and he says, Rahmatullah and so that may they would obey his command so that dispute and disunity does not occur, and this is from amongst the most important matters. Wallahu a'lam. And so, this is the statement of Imam, Imam al Nawi concerning the ijma' of the Sahaba after the death um, of the Prophet. Moreover, during the um, Khilafah of Umar bin Khattab, when he was stabbed, um, it is narrated by Ibn Hibban in his Sahih, Al-Tabari in his Tariqh, Ibn Sa'ad in, in his Tabaqat Al-Kubra, um, that the day in which Umar bin Khattab, he was stabbed, um, he gathered the um, six of the Mubashirina bil Jannah, six of the companions that were guaranteed Jannah. And he gave them three days to choose a leader. And he also put over these six people, 50 other people and said to them, if they do not accomplish this task, then um, uh, the fourth day should not pass, except that an Amir is, uh, is appointed uh, to them. And in a narration, he says, um, Right, that the one who is differing from amongst them should be killed. Right, this is the sense of urgency that the companions had with had with regards to the establishment or the appointment of the Khalifa. Now we look at today's situation. It has been more than a century. Right, it has been a century. We had been living a century without the Khilafa. We have been a century without this shield that has been guarding, um, been guarding the Muslims. Right? The Prophet ﷺ, he says in a hadith, Al Imam Mujunnatun Yuqatalu Miwara'ihi wa Yuttaqabih. Right? He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says that the Imam is a shield. Yuqatalu Miwara'ihi, we fight from behind him, wa Yuttaqabih, and we seek protection in him. Without this khilafah, without the Imam. We've, we've seen our Muslim lands um, being exploited. Uh, we've seen them being taken away. We've seen wars being waged against Muslims. We've seen genocides that, that are currently being conducted today in places like Myanmar, in places like uh, East Turkestan, in places like Palestine, all around the Muslim world where the Muslims are being oppressed. And it is only until we have this shield, have this khilafah, that once again will the ummah be at a place of dignity, at a place of honor. And this 
brothers and sisters in Islam, it requires our effort. Because as we said before, this is a forgotten wajib. This is a wajib through you know through you know the West through its mechanisms of um, of education of um, you know uh, mass you know this this mass intellectual onslaught has put into the minds of the Muslims that somehow the idea of ruling the idea of governing by Islam is not something which is considered to be part of the religion it is something that we have forgotten in a sense we don't consider it like the obligation of burying the dead person we don't consider it as the same as the salah as the zakat but until this khilafah is established this is an obligation that is going to be on our head that we are going to be accountable for on the day of judgment right and every single one of us has to be standing in front of Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by ourselves if we haven't put in that effort if we haven't worked towards or are working towards re-establishing the khilafah then this is something that we are, we are going to have to answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day in which all of us will be standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone وَكُلُّهُمْ آتِيهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَرْدًا and every single person will be standing alone in, uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment with his deeds we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst those who are working for, for his deen who are fulfilling all of the wajibat in, in their full capacity we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst those who are working towards the re-establishment of the Khilafah ala min hajim nubuwa wa sallillahumma wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.